everybody. Welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is October 29th. Today is the first day of a brand new Come Follow Me block, which is going to be the first part of the book of Hebrews. We're going to study Hebrews chapters 1 through 6 this week. And Hebrews is a fascinating book. It's written to the Jewish converts, so the Christians who were formerly Jews rather than the Gentile converts, which a lot of the previous epistles were written to Gentile converts. This is written to a group of people, the Jewish converts. And because it's written to the Jewish converts, it is very Christ-centered. The Jewish converts, a lot of them were having a really hard time in their conversion. They were experiencing trials and they were experiencing persecution. And a lot of them just were thinking that it was easier to go back to their old way of life. Remember the Judaizers and how they were preaching the importance of the law of Moses and how we were saved by the law of Moses. And there was a lot of confusion and frustration and false teachings going around about the law of Moses in the Christian religion. And a lot of these Jewish converts were almost like Lot's wife, looking back longingly at the law of Moses and thinking about what it had done for them and missing that. And so a lot of them were just really struggling in their new faith and understanding Christ's role in that faith. And so this book to the Hebrews is really just a Christ-centered, Christ-focused book where Paul is trying to teach the Hebrews about the importance of the Savior and the importance of Christ fulfilling the law of Moses. This book was most likely written sometime around 65 or 68 AD. It makes mention of the temple, but it makes no mention of the destruction of the temple, which happened in 70 AD. So it's usually believed that this book was written before the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem and most likely sometime around 65 to 68 AD. Now, I keep saying Paul's epistle to the Hebrews, but that is really up for debate. This book was originally called just to the Hebrews, and it was in about the second century that it was actually attributed to Paul. What's interesting about this particular epistle is that nowhere in it does Paul recognize himself as the author, whereas usually in his previous epistles, he'll start out by saying who's writing. Like in the previous epistle, it says, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Here in the book of Hebrews, it makes no mention of the name Paul. There's also some debate because the style and the language used even some of the themes in the Hebrews is different than Paul's previous epistles. But keep in mind that Paul is writing to a totally different audience here. Most of his previous epistles were written to Gentile converts, and this one was written in mass to Jewish converts. And so that could explain the different style and the different language and the different themes that he was going to tackle there. Another thing that could possibly account for the different style of the book of Hebrews is the one of the earliest church historians that we have, one of the earliest Christian historians that we have, once said that the book of Hebrews was written in the tongue of the Hebrews, and then it was translated by Luke. And so we kind of see that a little bit. The language, the style of the book of Hebrews kind of sounds a little bit more like Luke. It sounds a little bit more like the book of Acts than Paul's previous epistles. That kind of explains why the book of Hebrews is at the end of all of these epistles. It's 
one of the longest epistles that we have. And so you would think it would be more towards the beginning of the epistles, but it's placed at the end because of that question of authorship. Now, if you're asking my personal opinion, I do think this was written by Paul. And there are a couple of reasons why. The biggest one is that in the book of Hebrews, the author is going to quote Habakkuk, which you might say, okay, yeah, well, that was in the Old Testament. They had access to Habakkuk. But Habakkuk was a very obscure Old Testament book. It was not a book that every Jew in every synagogue would have had access to. And so for this author to have quoted Habakkuk, the author would have had to have been very familiar with the book of Habakkuk. And really, that familiarity with the book of Habakkuk just would not have been super common among the Jews. Now, the reason why we know Paul was familiar with the book of Habakkuk is that he has already quoted them twice in different epistles. We know that he's aware of Habakkuk. We know that he loves to quote from Habakkuk. And so that's kind of a neat little evidence of the authorship of the book of Hebrews. So for our purposes, even though I know there is some debate in the scholarly world about the authorship of the book of Hebrews, for our purposes, I am going to refer to Paul as the author of this epistle. And since this epistle is written to the Hebrews or to the Jewish converts as they are struggling in their faith and struggling to stand firm in their faith and true to their faith, I think that there's a lot that we as Latter-day Saints can glean from this epistle, especially here in the latter days when it seems like it is harder and harder to stay true to the faith and we see people losing their faith all around us. The themes and the doctrine found in the book of Hebrews to convince them to stay true to their faith can be themes and doctrines that can bless us and bless anyone who might be struggling to stay true to that faith as well. So let's jump into the book of Hebrews. Now, like I said, Paul usually started his epistle by saying, Paul, blah, 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 and he'd go on. Listen to how he starts this one. He starts by saying, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets. So he jumps straight to it and he says, this is who God is. And he has in times past spoken to prophets. Now, it's clear that Paul knows that he is speaking to the Hebrews, that he is speaking to these Jewish converts, because for the Jews, their fathers were so important to them. The idea of these past prophets, they held on to them and reverenced them. Remember last year when we studied the Old Testament? How many times did we hear someone testify of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? They didn't talk about, oh, my God or the God of my father. It was always the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They would look to and point to these past prophets to show who God was. They reverenced these prophets so much and they reverenced their word. And Paul, understanding that perfectly because he was one of them, starts out right off the gate by saying, look at who God is. He is a God who in times past has called prophets prophets who spoke to our fathers and guided and directed them. So that's what he used to do. But look at what he says in verse two. Hath in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. So it seems really clear that just right from the get-go, 
Paul is trying to speak to these Hebrews and say, look, I know how much you love the prophets. I know how much you reverence the prophets. God gave us those prophets. But here in our day, he gave us his son to speak to us and to direct us. Now, that might seem interesting because we as Latter-day Saints believe in prophets here for the latter days. But it's important to note and to pay attention to the fact that they did in Paul's day too. Yes, he's saying that Christ has authority and word over any of the past prophets, but nowhere does he say that that negates the need for current day prophets, apostles, and leaders to be led by Christ. Paul himself is one of them. If there was no need for leaders or prophets after Christ, then what was Paul doing here? That leadership, that lineage would continue on, at least for a time, but it was restored and it continues on in our day. But Paul wanted to make it very clear that in all things, we look to and follow Christ. But a Latter-day Prophet's role and responsibility is to help point us to him. As Elder Anderson once said, a prophet does not stand between you and the Savior. Rather, he stands beside you and points the way to the Savior. That is exactly what Paul is going to do here for the Hebrews. And that's exactly what our prophets and apostles do for us today. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.